0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What's up, Daddy? Daddy's in the field. Look at at the gleam in his eyes. Right there, you see it? You all can't see it like I can, obviously. This is... Well, hell, some of you are on, 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 are unable to see this, but but look at our guy. Look at our our new father. And I, I'm not gonna
2: him. I'm not gonna post this part of it, so <laughs> no, no one's ever gonna see this except for us.
1: That was unnecessary, man. You you could have made me like you didn't have to just come. He does. I he does have a sparkle
2: his in his eye. That man, he I don't does. Think
1: I do Why don't you get a YouTube channel or something, and, and, and then you could show this, show this, or, or some something. This should be seen. All of it. Look at this. I, I Look do at feel this like queen. we need to
0: share this with the world, Ron. Uh, <laughs> to, it's this good is to a, be
1: back. I missed you guys. It is. It is. It's good
0: to good to speak to to people our age again. Um, it's, it's been wonderful to be away for a little while, but now it's time to get back because football season is here. Um, Ron, I do, I know you are somebody that I can go to with these kinds of Absolutely. questions now. So what I was unaware of and unprepared for, frankly, mm, here we go. I love this is uh I had no idea how much baby boy was going to be interested in peeing while on the changing table. Mm, and yes, there is right just up. there is nothing you can do. It is coming for you fast and furious. I've tried okay. <laughs> I've tried the trick with the uh you go with the wipes on the belly and then you try to get it a little inside of the diaper. Uh-uh, nope, doesn't matter. Um I've tried Doing the switcheroo as quick as possible. Uh uh-uh, uh, nope, not a not quick enough on that. He is a magician, dude. It is unbelievable. It's like John Wick with Pete. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it.
1: You're a rook, man. Nah, man. <laughs> he just, just said, Changing table. You're meant you change the table, bam, you get the diaper underneath it. Changing got it. table, get the diaper underneath it, changing table. You get the wipes, bam, you cover the wipes up over the Johnson. Pull the other, the old, the dirty diaper out, and then, right in one motion, swing that one over the top and pull out the wipes right there. But and you got to get you- the white. You got to wipe it down, and then we got to do the desitin
0: because he's got the he's got the baby rash on the behind. So we got to then pull him back up,
1: get the desitin underneath. There's just you, no, there's no winning. You get the wipes, and you're constantly in coverage with the wipe. You're constantly in coverage with the wipes. I, just it's, it's a no you, go, been, man. I'm a pro, man. I've, I've hit it, man. <laughs> it. It took one time getting pissed on, and I've, i i I've, I've got it. I've got. I, I, my, my thought, my question is, how old is, how old is a uh, little guy? Baby Luke is uh, By the time you're listening to this, probably three weeks. Three Almost weeks, exactly. What? So has. Has it been as bad as people have painted? So, it has-
0: man, I, I feel bad saying this because so we've got two things going for us. One, Kara's mom is staying with us for the first few weeks and we're doing oh. shifts that night. Right. So I, I can't speak to like I know there's probably like some single moms that listen to us and they're going to hear this and they're going to be like, you're you're. You're a total fraud. So I'm not trying to trying to act like that, right? Whatever you're going through at home, that's your thing. I'm just telling you my situation. I would really be
1: I- intrigued about how many single moms we have. I bet <laughs> we got a couple. If we're killing it in that, in that range, look out. If you're a single mom that
0: listens to the show, I need you to comment on the uh, on the podcast feed over on the Apple podcast
1: feed. Because nobody else comments yeah. on yours. <laughs> please,
2: please leave a review and tell BK how to keep his child from peeing on him and Thank give you. him some direction.
1: So
0: knock on wood, we've been very lucky. He's been great, man. He, he sleeps through the night for the most part. We wake him up for feedings and whatnot, but we've been super lucky. So it, it has not been as bad as a lot of people have made it out to be. But I don't want to say that because I know what's coming for me is if I say it out loud. Two weeks from now, it's going to be a
1: nightmare. Listen, man, you can say it out loud. You can hold it in. You can write it down. But like you have a nightmare coming. It's you got to have a nightmare stretch come. Like I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. I like. It's it. these are ebbs and flows, baby, hills and valleys. Like you're going to have them. You're going to have them. I mean, there's just there's there's no there's no if ands or buts about it and, and, and probably it will occur and i'm sure he'll time it perfectly when you don't have as much help he'll, he'll time yeah, it perfectly with when, when you don't have as much help but no you're gonna have some ebbs and flows It's happen but you so you so this, you haven't been you haven't felt sleep deprived yet because of the situation it, you exactly. haven't had, yeah
0: that's yeah yeah cool. I, I mean i get probably you know five hours a night so i i can't really complain that's, strong, that, that's right enough there. yeah exactly i, I i've I have been incredibly lucky compared to what I know most people have to deal with when they have a newborn. Um, but we're three weeks in. Ask me six months from now when we're in the heart of the football season and I've got a lot more going on outside with like uh, work and everything. Ask me about three months from now how we're doing,
1: and it might be a very different answer. Well, well, pops is back. We are we are happy to have have you back, and happy that you had you know a healthy situation in the. And the fam and now uh let's get you uh, yeah you're probably it'll be up in the next several hours, so why not? Let's keep you let's keep you up and have fun. I you know what I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this for a little bit because we're heading into uh, or we started training camp and now it's the start of this this next season and this 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 attempt to try to go two in a row. And this is this is the golden era. Uh, of of Kansas City Chiefs football, right? Like, I mean, this is obviously this is it—two Super Bowls, two championships in this time frame. And I've been I, I've been thinking about this because I think people who are listening to this, and I'm sure people will respond uh, in, in in whichever way, route they go. But I I feel like there's there's maybe a quick, easy answer to this question, but I don't I don't think there is. But I I, I I honest to god i I've been thinking about this and I feel like as I've asked myself this question who is the single number one figure that the, the number one figure that single figure everybody has played their part but who is the number one figure that has allowed the chiefs to be in this golden era who is who is the number like if you had to pick the number one figure that has that has been the most important piece for the Chiefs to be in this era they are. Where you know they're in the five straight AFC Championship games. They're in they're in three Super Bowls. They've won two. They've how many years in a row they've run this damn division? I don't, I don't know seven something like that. Twenty five, I think, roughly. something like that. Since whenever Peyton got out, like they've they've owned this division. The number one. Reason, am I crazy to say that I think it's Andy Reid? Is, am, am, am I? Am I? Because for me, I've thought long and hard, and I know the 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 easy kick is not. I won't say the easy kick. That's that's almost unfair. I think the natural spot to go to is Patrick Mahomes. But for me, I, I think it's Andy um, because I just remember before he arrived here. I mean, what that was like the number one pick flying banners over the the place. I mean, this thing was awful. And he got here and laid a foundation where it immediately turned around. Immediately. They immediately went to the playoffs and had that debacle in Indy. But it immediately turned around. And they were able to find the pieces and parts to kind of set this up to where it was and started this division title hunt and start at this playoff hunt and I, I i think if there's no andy to me none of this happens like even if they draft mahomes and everything like i don't think i don't know that i believe mahomes is in the space that he is i i, I feel like he'd be great i feel like this could be a josh allen uh D- deshaun watson type of situation before deshaun got crazy but uh, like that I'm not so certain that it would result into this. I think he's said all of this. And I would, honest to God, I think Andy Reid is the number one factor, the number one figure that has led the Chiefs to this space, even to me, over Mahomes. So I think we've officially arrived at the
0: Belichick-Brady conversation in Kansas City already, where it is like impossible to separate the two. But in order to do so, I, I think you got to kind of look into the micro uh, discussions, right? Because the truth is, like, the only reason it's possible is because you have both, right? But if we're trying to separate the two and we're trying to kind of break it down a little bit and have an interesting discussion, you can, you can go a little further than just saying, well, you need both. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. So what I would say, Ron, is that I think coaching brings you the floor. So, like, when you have Bill Belichick, you have Andy Reid, you have Mike Tomlin, you have some of the greatest coaches of this generation, you have uh, John Harbaugh, that brings you the floor. Those teams, it's very rare that you see them win fewer than eight games in a season. Very rare. No matter the quarterback situation, no matter the roster situation, those coaches find a way with whatever the talent is that they have assembled for the most Mike part.
1: Mike Tomlin's never done it. He's never won less than He's never had a losing record.
0: The last time that Bill Belichick won fewer than seven games in a season was the year 2000. Like, it just, it doesn't happen. Andy, other than the disaster year in Philly, um, the, the guy wins eight plus games every year. And more often than not, he's winning 10 plus games. So th- those are the coaches that just, they increase the floor for you. I think the quarterback's where you get the ceiling. And you have to have an all-time great quarterback to have this kind of a ceiling. I mean, really, it's only happened twice with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. So I think this is possible because of Patrick. And I know that's probably like the, the populist take because, of course, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's the greatest quarterback ever. And he is the greatest chief in the history of the franchise. There is no close second. But I I really do believe that. I I think if Patrick Mahomes would have gone elsewhere, Ron, we would have still seen him win multiple titles in his career. But because he came to Kansas City with Andy, and Andy increases the floor and he keeps you competitive even when you have deficiencies on your roster. Like, for example, when Mahomes got hurt, he was able to take that roster with a backup quarterback and go win games that were necessary for them to then go on to the playoff run. I, I think that is where the coach ends up coming in. So I think that Mahomes is why the ceiling is where it is right now.
2: I think it's Mahomes too, but I do think that Andy is a huge reason why this Chiefs team isn't just great or, or good every single year, competitive every single year. Since Mahomes came in the league, they are elite. They are absolutely elite. They are the top team in the NFL every single season, and that's why it's it's comical when you see some of these preseason rankings are like Chiefs are going to go 10 and seven or something and it's like have you watched a second of Chiefs football over the last five years because I don't believe you have if you truly think that but I I do think that it, it there's so many different scenarios where like you can say Aaron Rodgers who didn't have the best coaching but and spent a time a long period of time where I think he was the best quarterback in football most talented quarterback in football but was kind of overshadowed by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick now some of those Patriots teams that won Super Bowls I think there's a case to be made if it was just Tom Brady and not Bill Belichick those teams wouldn't have been good enough to win Super Bowls because Bill Belichick gets the most out of his players we've seen it every year since Brady like those Patriots teams on paper don't look like they're that good but they're still kind of in the mix every year. They still suck to play and they're frustrating because Belichick is Belichick. And I I do think that Patrick Mahomes could be Peyton Manning where it doesn't matter who the coach is. Mahomes is going to get you 12 wins every single year because he's that amazing. And Peyton Manning did it like, I don't remember like seven or eight years in a row or something absolutely insane like that with different coaches, but I do think that the reason all of this works so well and the reason they're absolutely so elite every single season without question even when they change personnel and even when they have huge roster turnover is because Andy Reid and the stability that he provides with everything with with his coaching with his play calling with, with just the way everything fits together is why it all works so well.
1: Yeah I, see I just I, I just look at a piece of it with, with Mahomes is he never had to come in and have to be a part of setting the the culture or the standard. It was, it was like, he arrived with it already there. Like he arrived in the building with that part of it all. Like, I don't, I think Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the game, but I think like when I look at a Joe Burrow, he had to come in and be a part of setting like the culture of what it is the Bengals are right it wasn't like he just arrived and just was a piece like Mahomes now he is now he has stepped in and become you know even more of that but Mahomes arrived just as a piece of a culture that already was set that he just got to go play like he got to go just play and he really didn't have that part of it on his shoulders. Now we're starting to see him after they lose Tyreek. Hill get a little bit more of that on him. But I, I think there is something because to me, I think culture and the standard is something that also is a big part of longevity to where like it's not just a one year thing you have you have a standard and a culture that is set that you can lose pieces. And it and it can still roll. You can lose Mahomes for four games, and it can still roll. You can you lose Mahomes for a quarter in the playoff game against Jacksonville, and it can still roll. So I, I think I think I'm a big believer in culture and standard when it comes to winning at the level that the Chiefs have won at. You know, five straight AFC Championship games, the Super Bowls, and all that. And I think that was already established. For him. To me, it was like a great player walking into Alabama. And that's already established. You just go out there and just play to your great, your great skill set. So, so I think I, it's I think it's very close, but I I don't know, man. I just think <laughs> there was so much that was laid by Andy before he arrived. Right. Not even just the players that were brought in, but so much set up but that he arrived that Mahomes. Just came in and just had to just just worry about being great, being so, being as best he could be. I,
0: I like that you brought up the Alabama comp because I think that's where that's where I actually would disagree. I I think Andy's the culture that he brought was to win, but it was regular season success that they had. I mean, you look back to the playoffs, the entire franchise's history. I mean, all of us that grew up with this franchise, Ron Serta, you were a part of this as well, are. are Entire identity as Chiefs fans was torture. It was, we're going to have success in the regular season, but we're going to find the most devastating way possible to lose when the playoff games come and when the games actually start to matter. And what changed that was Mahomes. Because Mahomes, when you got down in the playoffs, you felt like you were coming back. Previously, if you got down in the playoffs, you knew you were losing. Or even when you were up, you were waiting to see, okay. How are they going to lose this time around? And that was part of the Andy Reid era as well early on. I feel like this is almost like what the culture was at Clemson when Dabo was there prior to Deshaun arriving, because that team was known for doing a hell of a lot of winning during the regular season. But then there would always be a game here or there, or when you got into the games that really mattered, where they didn't find a way to get it done in the end. And then Deshaun got there and things started to change a little bit because now you've got the guy that can go up against Alabama. Whereas Alabama, man, you're a big time player that goes there. Yeah. The championship culture is already set in place. So I I think that's the one slight difference that I would put there. I think the culture was here, but I think it had to take another step in the playoffs. And that's where Patrick Mahomes came in to change the standard when you get to the postseason.
2: And I think that Andy deserves the credit for the evolution that we've seen in Patrick Mahomes over the last couple of years, because how many times have we seen teams with quarterbacks like that, where they do kind of get figured out, but teams don't adjust. Coaches don't adjust. They don't change the way that they play. And they're like, this is how we run it. This is what works. If you execute it properly, it's going to work and it'll be fine. And you see so many teams get roadblocked by that, by by their failure to ever adjust their game style. And Andy Reid is constantly adjusting everything. He's constantly tweaking everything. He's constantly changing everything. And that forces Mahomes to grow and adapt. And And I think that's been the biggest evolution in his game is that we saw a couple of years ago what it looks like when the defense is adapt to how you play. And then last year we saw what the evolution of that was and it's going to continue to evolve. I, I just... I think they're they're so important to each other. I, I think that it, it's hard to say that one is more important than the other, but obviously, Mahomes is the one who puts you over the top, who gets you to Super Bowls, who wins you rings and does all of that stuff. And also, can we stop asking Andy Reid about retirement? I don't know why people keep asking him about that. Why would Andy Reid retire right now? <laughs> like, right. this is the he's, greatest time of his entire NFL career. And for some reason, everybody keeps asking him when he's going to hang it up. And Andy Reid does not act like he has any interest in that.
1: It's because he's older and his damn feet hurt.
2: I, uh, he's winning rings. He's winning rings. Why, why would Andy
1: Reid retire anytime soon? He's fine he's, right now. He's having the time of his life. He's His feet hurt. That's why. Look at him. I mean, look if you, when he wears these shorts. I mean, look at his his feet hurt. That that's I think it's a fair reason why people and he's getting older. Ron, when people go to uh, when elderly people specifically
0: go to Disney World, they ride on those scooters. You know, uh, Andy it's needs to okay, invest man. sooner or later in one yeah. of those scooters. He that might need to drive right? around.
1: He might need to, but his feet <laughs> hurt. His damn feet hurt. That's I mean that's a fair ask. I don't know. I just I think they're all really really good arguments i just i think andy has touched so much to me i think andy has touched more in this it like has had his hands on more in this in this thing and obviously i think he is clearly the number one decision maker uh football wise in the organization like everything runs through him i just think he's touched so much that i, I think for me for me i i think it's andy yes i I think there's, I think maybe there's a good thing of to, to maybe say Mahomes is taking has, has kind of been the icing on the cake to take it over the top. Um, but, but boy, man, Andy has just had his hands in so much, so much. And I, and I just think of other players in other quarterbacks that I don't think are as good, uh, and, and clearly not as accomplished, uh, as, as Mahomes is. If they just got to come in and just, just be talented. We don't have to ask you to build anything. You don't have to think anything crazy. Just be your talented self, uh, and 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 then let let me have the the greatest offensive mind we have today <laughs> help that talent itself to get the most out of it. And all the coaches and all the people he put around him that that was that was a, a big deal. I I think somebody who isn't on this in this conversation is Chris Jones, um, but. Um, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on with Chris Jones, because the the last report I'm hearing is that neither one of the sides are anywhere close, anywhere close to um to to resolving the contract situation. They're really far apart, and I think for me, the the thing that comes to mind is, well, who's going to budge? And when you say who's going to budge. Who needs who more in the situation? And that's what generally it's always about. Like, I always thought as crazy and as close as it got and as much as the narrative felt, I always thought, like, like, what are we doing here? Like, the Baltimore Ravens need Lamar Jackson a lot more than Lamar Jackson needs the Baltimore Ravens. Like, I, I always thought, thought that was the case. Like, Lamar is... Like he has gotten enough money and he is, and he is of an age where he's going to get paid and he's going to get traded. We just watched Deshaun Watson pull it off. He'll get out of there, but the Ravens are still in win mode. They're making all moves to win. Like at some point they like the, the the person with the leverage and who needs the person more was the Ravens. And I think that is the question. Who needs who more in this situation? Who is it on to get this thing done? Is it Chris Jones needing the Chiefs more, or is it the Chiefs needing Chris Jones more? I think that's what it's going to come down to.
0: Ron, I'm going to give you a few numbers, all right? You tell me how you feel about this afterwards. The first one, Aaron Donald, 31.1. The second one, Quinn and Williams, 24. Those are the average annual values between the first and the second highest paid defensive tackles in the NFL 31, 24, then practical guaranteed money, Aaron Donald, 95, Quinn and Williams, 66. <laughs> what happened to the chiefs is that the market didn't actually get reset with any of these guys that signed this off season. I think the best case scenario for the Chiefs was for one of Dexter Lawrence, De'Ron Payne, Jeffrey Simmons, or Quinnen Williams to go out there and get closer to the Aaron Donald contract. Now, they wouldn't say that publicly because that would hurt their negotiation stance because they're negotiating off of Quinnen Williams and Chris Jones is negotiating off of Aaron Donald. Donald. The problem is, man, there is a lot of room between those two guys. There's $7 million per year on the contract and $30 million of practical guarantees difference between those two players that they're using as comparisons for Chris Jones. Now, obviously Chris Jones is better than Quinn and Williams. He's going to get more money, both in terms of the AAV and the guaranteed than what Quinn and Williams got, but how much more that's where this conversation really gets interesting And I'm sure what he's saying, and we saw this reported by Nate um, over in the Athletic, he wants 30 mil. I bet you the Chiefs are like, ah, we'll give you 26, 27 mil. And somewhere in the middle is where this is likely to end up. But the actual number that matters is that guaranteed number, man. And there's $30 million of guarantees that are different between Aaron Donald and Quinnen Williams. And man, that is a massive bridge to be able to divide between the team and the player. And so this is where I get to the interesting thing for me. And I don't know how many people are actually having the conversation because this is probably what's happening inside of the Chiefs building at some point if this stuff gets ugly. What's the argument against it? Like, what is the argument that the Chiefs would make if they decide, you know what? We are better off doing what we did with Tyreek and moving on after the year. Because there will come a point in time where it at least has to be a discussion. I don't know if it's that, if that's now, if that's three weeks from now, but there's going to come a point in time where they say, in 2024, what does it look like for us to be better without paying Chris Jones close to $30 million per year? Do you have a legitimate argument for that, Ron? Serta, do you? Not right now. I, I mean, it, I
2: think that the argument, I think, would be that we're young we're getting younger. We have a lot of young talent that we've drafted and developed over the last couple of years on this side of the, on the defensive side of the ball. And so you're like, well, we can see what we have in Felix. We can see what we have in George. And I I know we all like George, but like, None of us looked at George last season. And we're like, that guy is going to turn into an elite superstar pass rusher or anything. I think George is a nice complimentary pass rusher who could have a strong role on the defense
1: this yeah. season. But you ain't got nothing but, in that position, young.
2: But I, but I also but that's that's the thing is like it gets ugly when you start looking at the interior defensive line if Chris Jones isn't there, and it all works because of Chris Jones. So this idea of the Chiefs having. This top 10 defense, this is the deepest, most talented defense they've ever put around Mahomes. Maybe the deepest, most talented team they've ever put around Mahomes. And we could be headed into a season where this is the best they've ever looked top to bottom as a team in the Mahomes era. That totally unravels on the defensive side of the ball if Chris Jones isn't on the field week one. Like That's it, the, the, it simply does because he's the thing that makes it all work.
1: And I, and, and, and I know you're meaning even more moving past this year. What that like? What's that look like? They they would need to act fast on a a plan for a replacement there, and I de- there's not a lot of there's not a lot of viable replacements that are like Chris Jones, <laughs> not, not interior
2: defensive linemen. No,
1: I mean, or, or or any defensive lineman that can give you the the protect, protection and fear. See, that's the part why I I think that I feel like the Chiefs are in championship or bust every year right now. And like that's why I feel like Chris Jones is in the driver's seat. Chris Jones has already been paid a big contract before. Chris Jones has two rings. Chris Jones is still in a place young enough that he will get another contract after this year from somebody. And right now, like the Chiefs need – or, or trying to win a championship every year. And they've put themselves in a position where they've built the entirety of the defense around 95. Like that is how, that is how this team and defense is set up. And there is nothing to back, to back that up at this point. Um, so I, you know, I, I think, I feel like Chris Jones is in a space where the chiefs need him right now more than the chiefs need chris jones because i just like at least you can explain to yourself all right because you have compared it to tyreek and i think that's the, the notion and at least with tyreek like all right we got travis and we have Mahomes and we have andy to kind of offset like we could figure out something with that over here doc man we got steve spagnola who is i mean a a a, a good defensive coordinator but 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 I mean he need I mean he's not just he's not Belichick over here where it doesn't it doesn't matter who the hell he's got, right? And uh and, and pass rush is a big thing that it's predicated on. And I just whew I, I I just I don't know. I feel like to me Chris Jones is in the driver's seat. I don't. I really don't. I, yours. I, I'm serious.
0: <laughs> And the reason why I feel this way, Ron, is because the Chiefs have shown if you are asking for legit top-of-the-market money and your name is not Patrick Mahomes, they will move on. And they don't care who you are, what position you play, how important you were to Super Bowl wins. Everybody takes less other than Mahomes. Everybody. Travis Kelsey did it to be able to stay here, like, all of the guys that remained, and there aren't many of them, they all took a little less because that's the culture that they are trying to implement. Now, you can disagree with that, and I think there's a fair case to be made that this would be the quote-unquote wrong move. But I could see a world in which the Chiefs say, we made it work offensively without Tyreek, and we can do the same defensively by instead of paying an over-30-year-old defensive tackle, which the history of those guys is not ideal instead of paying that guy 60 plus million dollars guaranteed into his age 32 or 33 season you know what we're going to repurpose that money we're going to go ahead and spread that around a little bit we're going to keep creed humphrey we're going to keep trey smith those are going to take top of the market or close to it deals at their respective positions we're going to keep Legarius Sneed. and then we're going to use that first round pick that we're going to get next year from chris jones to improve our roster and we're going to go out and spend some money on something else. Maybe they go get a legit pass rusher coming off of the edge. Maybe they go sign somebody that can be like a game-changing safety. I don't know who the top free agents are that are coming up over the next couple of seasons, but you can get in on some of those markets for the younger players that are about to hit free agency. That is the history of Brett Veach. And so well, I, I, well, I didn't think we were getting here. But, man, I, I am starting to wonder if that's where his mind is wandering.
1: Oh, I'm not. I don't think they're afraid to do it. Like, I, 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 I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. I wouldn't be surprised if their brigade plan was, all right, let's 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 test him. Let's play him out this year, and then next year we let him walk. I, 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 I They've got examples of it. I think this is different, though. I think this is arguably the Patrick Mahomes of this side of the ball. I don't think they've had but a nobody's player. the Mahomes. Nobody's the Mahomes. This is the Kelsey, and the
0: corollary for the Kelsey side of things is taking a little less to make. I disagree.
1: It work. I I I think no. I think on the defensive side of the ball, now he's not going to get paid like Mahomes. I think on the defensive side of the ball, the whole thing is built about around him. I think he is the Mahomes of the defense. Like his importance is the is Mahomes like not and not Travis. I think Mahomes like. They've run this thing around him. Now they could they could j- jump ship and change it all, but right now they have run this thing through him and he is the Mahomes like of, of that side of the ball. This isn't Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew was not uh, was not the, the defense wasn't built around Tyron Matthew, though he was a great player. I think this thing is built around him and he is the number one thing that makes it go. They don't beat the the Bengals without him. They don't win some of these games without The number one thing that makes it go. That's why I think it's different than Tyreek.
0: I agree with you. I think the question they'll be asking, though, is can you build it that way when he's 33? Because that's what you would have to do for him to be worth the money that you'll be paying him. You do not pay him for what he's been. You're paying him for what he's going to be on the next part of this contract. And so you're paying for age 31, 32, and 33. And if you think that he can continue to be the same guy that he was last year and has been over the last few seasons, it's a no-brainer. You got to do it. I think the calculus here, though, is, is he going to be that guy two, three years from now? Because when it goes at this position, man, it tends to go pretty quick. And those guys stop becoming the Patrick Mahomes of that side of the ball. And instead, they become secondary pieces. And do you want to pay a guy that is an ancillary piece, still really, really good, but not dominant, $30 million per year? I, I think that's what they're trying to decide right now internally. It's. I think the path that you laid out, BK, is the path to that. Like, if they were
2: to move on from him, like, that's what it's going to be is, okay, it frees up money. This is what we got for this season. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go re sign Carlos Dunlap or something. And we're going to use Charles Amenahu on the interior and outside.
0: And Spags is just going to figure it out. He's just going to be fair. It out. I'm talking Fresh. about for 2024. Chris Jones yeah. is going to be a chief in 2023. That is not changing. Yeah. But yeah. the question is going into next year when this contract it's, would start, could they otherwise f- franchise tag him and trade him the way that we've seen them do before? And but that's also
2: like at that age, like I don't think you're going to net the return that some people would think that you're going to net for a player who is going to command a lot of money. And then I think it all comes down to the guaranteed money, like you already said, because I don't think the Chiefs are interested and he's under contract this season. Like he's probably looking for another three years tacked on to this season. Yeah, and I don't to, know if the Chiefs are interested in giving yeah. in giving him another three, which three is probably two, and then that 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 fourth year is basically we can just cut you whenever. That's how NFL contracts work. But I think the Chiefs would probably be more safe feel feel more safe like. We'll give you a big signing bonus, but we want a two-year extension so you're basically under contract for three seasons, and we can cut ties with you after two seasons if you start to decline. Like
0: That's the way things work in the NFL. And if I'm Chris Jones, I'm saying I'm not signing that deal because I am somebody that is different than the dudes that sign with two years of guaranteed money. I am a future Hall of Famer because he is. I think Chris Jones is a future Hall of Fame defensive tackle, and when you are at that status – and you are very clearly, at worst, the second best player at your position. Those guys never hit the market. And they tend to, when they get paid, get paid at or near the top of the market. So that's what he should be thinking. And those guys get three plus years of guaranteed money. Yeah, and I think that's where the the tough conversation is going to come in.
1: Yeah, it, it, he's just turned 29. And the next four years, 29, 30, 31, 32. Right? To me, I, I think... Is enough now? Maybe you're third. Maybe age 32, the fourth year, if he is playing on that, like he's not up to this point. Do I think that Chris Jones has still three, at least three years of high level play? I do. I I think he does, and And he's shown no signs of decline, and Uh, and and, and, he's
2: still a monster.
1: And the pressure that it is that the Chiefs are under, and what they're they are championship hunting with with Patrick Mahomes, and. If they, if they pull out of this while other teams are pushing up and they pull out of this and they take this thing to like it was when Mahomes first got here and they had a shaky, shaky defense all the time and he had to go and carry and win games like that, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a chance they could take. But I think the pressure of them being in the championship hunt and them losing him, I, I – you know, I don't know. Now, now, I don't think he's going to go up and get Aaron Donald's money, but I, I think I, I think he's in. I think he is in a really, really good spot with the Chiefs.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: For your financial to-dos, Bank of
2: America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial
1: centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available
0: for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All
1: right. um, I just, can I just say, I just think, I think Kadarius Tony is the absolute worst. (laughs) Like he just angers me. I you just don't, you
2: don't like him going at fans on Twitter or what's going on.
1: Oh, I don't care if he does that. Some of them <laughs> probably deserve it. I just he's the worst kind of tease, man. He's he's absolutely <laughs> the worst kind of tease. What what is he? What? Oh, Andy's Andy's trying to sell us on the fact that he might be back after meniscus surgery by week <laughs> one against the Lions. Oh, he's not playing week one, guaranteed. I mean, hell, I don't. I mean I'm pretty sure I thought he ripped his Achilles against the uh, the Bengals in the AFC Championship game just by you know doing a normal football play. Like this like he just this is just going to be him. I mean he just gets hurt. He is just going to be a guy that gets hurt and it is so annoying because you just cannot. In any way trust depend on him, you have to absolutely come to the table and say, "All right, when we get Kadarius Tony right off the bat, he is a luxury." He is luxury Kadarius. You cannot, you cannot factor him in. You have to look at him at any moment and wake up and look. Oh, we got Kadarius today. And just celebrate whenever it happens, every week. You can't, you can't wait him on Friday, Saturday. He could have an injury on the plane. Who knows? But when you get up Sunday, you see him. Oh, we got Kadarius. That is, he should even be a real factor in the game plan because you just don't know what's going to happen day to day, hour to hour with him. And the worst part about it is he could be the most feared, dominant player on the field. He has he has Tyreek hill S things in him. Not saying he is him because Tyreek would be on the field, but he has some Tyreek moments in him. To where he could be the most feared dominant player on the field. He can touch the ball from wherever and take it to the house, and you know it. But you can't depend on it because he may be hurt. And it's the worst. It is the absolute worst that he could have that level of impact, but you can't in any way trust it. So,
0: Ron, one of my buddies, really into politics. I'm not taking this into a crazy political conversation, I promise. I'm ready if you are. (laughs) (laughs) The worst worst thing that that you can do as a politician is confirm the thing that the other side has been saying about you, right? So like if the other side has been saying all along, this guy is a liar, the worst thing that you can do is early on in your campaign, get caught into a lie. Even if it was the smallest little thing in the world, it is the worst thing that can happen to you because now you have confirmed what they have been saying all along, right? It, it, that used to be the case, but yeah, I hear you. will <laughs> leave that <laughs> lie there. Um, that is what's happening with Kadarius Tony. This was our fear. The it, the biggest thing that we talked about from the moment that the Chiefs traded for Kadarius Tony was, man, this guy's talented, but can he stay on the field? Can you just get him to play like 13 games hell at this point i think we'd all sign up for like 12 of them maybe even 10 from Kadarius tony i'd press the the button right now on 10 the answer as long as you got him for the playoffs
1: ten in the playoffs 10 in 10 in the second round of the playoffs i'll let him have a first round (laughs) off
0: the problem is you can't trust him man and so you're right like you could have Kadarius tony if you have zero expectations for him coming into the season and everything that he does is gravy for you. The problem with having Kadarius Tony is that he's so damn good, you want to slot him in somewhere in like the top three at worst of your wide receiver core. And so you plan for that. You hope and believe that he can become that. And one thing that I will give the Chiefs credit for is that they didn't put themselves into a spot where if Kadarius Tony gets hurt, they don't have a starter for that slot. If you are right about at least one of Sky Moore or Rasheed Rice, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. But you have to be right about about one of those two. Ron, they have to hit on one of their last two second-round wide receivers. And they got to be good immediately. Because you know what Marquez Valdez-Scantling is as a wide receiver. We'll see what Justin Ross is as a wide receiver. You don't have... A legitimate number one wide receiver. Now, I'm not talking about pass catcher. You got that in Kelsey. You don't have right now, though, that other wide receiver threat that helps you on a down-in, down-out basis unless Sky or Rashi are ready for that. So you need one of those guys to do it, so I'm happy they've got him. but man, this sucks. It's
2: I do. The Chiefs also are the ones that put it out there we think Kadarius Tony is our wide receiver one going into the season, and set that expectation for him as a player.
1: I was bought then, hook, line, and sinker. Bought, but I then, was in.
2: But then they brought in all these other wide receivers, like they weren't sure about it. So <laughs> they put it out there to the public, and then backtracked it by bringing in fifteen wide receivers in the training camp.
1: I just, I, uh, it's he's invisible. It he might as well. Like he might as well just pretend like he's not on the team. I I think that's how you have to treat him. And it's just like you honest to God, you know you could you could see you could see a game, literally. Five, six receptions, 70 yards, a touchdown, three carries, one really big 25, 30 yard chunk carry on a jet sweep, and 115 yards in return yards. Like you can see like that, like you can see and you get a game like that. And you're like, oh, my God. And just and then just just merely the threat of him being out there. Like he is a guy that lines up out there. You put him in motion. Everybody freaks out like everybody. Oh, God, what's happening? What what, what's going on? What what is this play? He goes deep. People freak out. You go. You run a screen. He freaks out. He even he even steps back like he's going to catch a screen he freaks out and there's so much that Andy can do off of it. I just like I I just it's just it's I like I honest to god I I would vote to just get rid of him to even take to even take <laughs> I know I'm not speaking logically to even take that out of it cuz that like I don't need to see that game I don't need to see that game to then watch him two weeks later limp off for something I just uh I don't even understand it. Ron, he's played, he... He played 500 career
0: snaps. And that is including special teams. 500 snaps I mean, in his career. I'm fine with him just only playing
2: in the postseason. <laughs> like, like we don't even need him in the regular season. The Chiefs are going to be fine. They'll I'd still be to... a top two seed in the AFC. This just is something that hockey teams do. Hockey I teams will... do this,
0: where they put guys on injured reserve all year long and then they return for the playoffs. Like that's that's who Kadarius Tony's gonna have to would, be
1: for the Chiefs. I wouldn't mind grabbing a little chemistry. Um, and I wouldn't mind grabbing a like, all right, hey, don't play for sick for four months. Come in and get hit. Okay, he'll get he'll his <laughs> ass will be out immediately off the first hit. Like, I mean, I just it is it's it's just sad. It's the worst. Didn't because he? Because he is he is gonna do he is gonna return. I don't know when, probably week three. He's going to return, and he is going to have those moments where you fool around and get yourself excited. Like, I'm not even going to get excited. I'm going to be angry. Like 75-yard touchdown run. I'm going to be angry. Is, this, is, is
0: he Jacob deGrom of the NFL?
1: Where it's like every
0: year – and I'm talking like the last three or four years where he, the guy just cannot stay healthy. You see him pitch, and you're like, this is the most incredible stuff I've ever seen. And you know, like two weeks later, there's a 100 percent chance he's going to be on the it's IL. Not,
1: it, but it's not even because I'm thinking of like Percy Harvin was the closest one that I could think of. I'm thinking of like Bosa, like you know he's going to get hurt every year. Good one. But he, but 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 no, they're not good ones. None of them. DeGrom, I mean, Bosa. Per,
2: Percy had debilitating migraines. Kadarius Tony has had a buffet of lower body
1: injuries. <laughs> well, Percy, Percy's had a few leg injuries thrown in there too, as well. So I mean, I I I, I but but it's worse because like you could, you could feel good about getting 6 or 7 in a row from Joey Bosa he might go down him and derwin james might go down but they they going to give you 5 like i mean
2: didn't he, didn't tony get hurt like immediately when he came yes. to yes. i don't
1: even know how he got he, hurt guys he didn't even make it
0: to practice you guys know how this happened, right? No, I, I, just, I
2: yeah. don't even. I it was the very first practice.
0: It was yes. the punt return stuff. He didn't even
1: make it like to the practice part of training camp. It was before then. He may play like one out of six games. So I mean, like, I, I, like, I both said, Derwin James, they're playing more than that. I mean, they may, they, may, they may give you the give, first. Six give him games. the Jerick McKinnon treatment.
2: I'm fine with it. You're not gonna bring. You're not gonna resign him like. Just just save him for late in the season and, and make sure he's ready to
0: be deployed for the playoffs. I got it. I figured it out. He's Bob Sanders. He's Bob Sanders. Remember Don't Bob me. Sanders? That's no. a good one. Is Bob Sanders one? completely changed the Colts defense. <laughs> he never played, and then he got back, I remember, for the playoffs. What was that, like 07? Yeah. He phenomenal. got back, and it was like, oh, this defense that was the
1: worst in the NFL has suddenly become good again. I will not let you disrespect Bob Sanders. What do and you that mean? Fighting Hawkeye. Bob Sanders played long enough in a year to win Defensive Player of the Year. That Kedarious, was year four. Kedarious this is year Tony, three. That's fine. But Kadarius Tony has never strung together enough quarters to even be considered <laughs> to be talking about Bob Sanders. Run. Bob
0: Sanders played. played 24 games in his first three NFL seasons. 24!
1: They play sixteen games a year.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I bet he's played more
1: than Kadarius.
0: You said the same number of ga- uh, games played the first two. years. You said
1: he had three hundred and fifty snaps in his career, including <laughs> special teams. Like a, not I mean, shot. a guy's got two hundred and seventy-five snaps in his career. Like, come on! I just <laughs> like no. I'm like no. Bob Sanders strung together a season to be a a a. a a defensive player of the year, so you could, you, you, Bob. Well, is, that's coming. That's your so fourth. Oh, Next it, year, Kadarius Tony, you just um, wait. We're all going to buy it. back him. Kadarius Tony, first <laughs> I don't team him all pro. First team all pro. That's the thing is. That's son of. A, I'm just waiting for the game. I'm just going to throw stuff <laughs> when I see him. Just oh, look at that, there, Kadarius Tony, two he's punt returns for touchdowns.
2: He's gonna juke somebody and do an Achilles injury and run for seventy five. Do you do you, re,
1: do you remember that Jacksonville game when he returned when he first got like real action? Yes. Yeah,
2: when he went up and got that football,
0: he I made went three start. of the greatest plays I've ever seen on <laughs> football field. I, I went, I game. went and
1: start thinking, I went and start thinking crazy. How did they <laughs> pull this off? How did I, they pull could- this off?
0: I couldn't believe – dude, the The end around I, – I vividly remember the glove yes. in the air, the end around where he, like, did contort it, hit his body in ways that I've never seen he from went, a football player. It was he weird. It,
1: he contorted and went up and grabbed the ball, and I said, well, wow, they don't have anybody on the team that can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Next week, I said, yep, they don't have anybody on the team that can do that because, oh, 19 is sitting over there next to McCole Hardman. <laughs> well – here we go, fellas. Uh,
2: you ready for Nazi, slowly. by the way? Woo. Biggest story of training camp this week. The other rookie, or the other second year, seventh round pick from
0: last season. When I say, you are ready for Nazi, what percentage of our audience knows who I'm talking about?
1: Uh, That's
0: why I don't want to talk about it.
2: I'd <laughs> say, I'd say like 15 to 20%. Probably. This
1: reminds me. The, the this one that die
2: hard to listen to the training camp updates every day, definitely. This knows.
1: reminds me before i got fired once about herb miller <laughs> herbert miller repeatedly coming in her Ponks plonks peter uh sweeney kept rolling in <laughs> herbs got, here comes herb here comes Herb, here comes Herb. big herb <laughs> man, man all right man i, I don't like for me like, I'll just get off here. If you all want to have a, a long conversation about <laughs> practice squad players, that's on Whoa, you. whoa, whoa. Dave Tubb called him the
2: best gunner in the NFL. All right. I know, man. He I don't, is, don't appreciate that kind of slander. He is Look, at least a, a special player. teams ace. He,
1: you think he's Dave's one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he Dave was on the active roster
0: him. last year. <laughs> yeah. Get out
1: My, of here, Ron. Dave Tubb loves that. Uh, I don't game. want to talk about practice squad players. Oh, okay. Is he the new Marcus Kemp? No, y- Yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Yeah. You know, he, pretty he That's pretty much right. <laughs> all right, fellas. We, don't we have, uh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Daddy. You gotta <laughs> jump in. That's all right. You could he could take this out. What what the hell do you want You want you got another practice squad player you got in mind? Who else oh, was, yeah, can, can we talk about the running back situation? Oh
0: hell. Deneric Prince. Woo! I just know it's Clyde's hey, time. Hey, drafts generic prince in your in your fantasy draft because he's gonna get real carries for this team this year. Clyde's yeah, gone, Clyde's man. Clyde's Clyde's team, man. Clyde's done. I think Clyde's go. time.
1: It's Clyde's time. It's Clyde's time. It's
0: Clyde's time for the I don't know Indianapolis Colts this it's year.
1: A contract <laughs> year resurgence, <laughs> resurgence from Clyde. Two five is ready to go. I Good think. For generic, he, he even got he
0: even got the stamp of approval from from our guy. Um, what's his face from ESPN? Lewis Redick. Lewis Redick was tweeting That's about, about
1: him. They, they fired a lot of guys. Admit, nothing was coming to in my head. <laughs> I have- I gl- Nazi I gl- I gl- Johnson and Derek Prince.
0: These drafts, man, they just keep providing a bunch of superstars. All right, we're done.
1: Yeah, so, I'm sorry. with you. Listen, I'm with you, Clyde. I, I roll with you, McCole Hardman. I'm with you, Clyde. Worked until out a little Until he gets cut. We are out.